Hello, friends, and welcome to the Reclamation Podcast. I'm your host, Megan Colleen Johnson, and I'm here to guide us in raw conversations about thriving in life and work so that together we can step into personal agency and stop letting life happen to us. We'll cover topics like health, boundaries, communication, finances, and worthiness. That badass business you've been dreaming of, it's not so far off. The desire to wake up feeling fully alive, it's right around the corner. Hello, hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Reclamation Podcast. I am really excited about today's conversation. I think it's going to be really beautiful. Before we get into that, though, so I'm recording from my office as usual. I've got a few stacks of books next to me. I've been doing a little bit of reading lately, and I have my crystals kind of in front of me, a glass of sparkling water, and I've had a little bit of a headache today. So I decided to have my little reflexology tool that I've been playing with lately. And so I have that with me today on the call too. So I think it'll be a fun conversation. I'm like in it kind of like a Zen space today. So I'm excited to see kind of like where that leads the conversation. Cause I think sometimes this energies just play into the direction of conversation. So that's where I'm at today and where I'm recording from. And with me today, I have Sterling Rose. So Sterling Rose is an artist and a mindfulness practitioner with a focus on land art and photography. With a background in landscape architecture, she has left the corporate design world for a more heart-centered calling. Sterling marries her love for mindfulness in nature with her talents in the arts, cultivating a unique perspective on temporal land art and engagement with the human form. As a multifaceted artist and a certified breathwork instructor, she offers unique healing and expressive in-person experiences, empowering individuals to reveal their inner creator. Sterling also teaches healing courses and sessions, guiding people through self-exploration while reaping all the physical and emotional and energetic benefits of embodiment, breathwork, and meditation. Her goal is to bring people back to the simplicity and grace of nature, hoping to heal, inspire, and empower individuals to feel strong and beautiful in their bodies, realizing that they too are a work of art. So Sterling, I am so excited to chat with you. I really, really love all of this that's in your bio. Just, I love the integration of embodiment and art and your background as well. Just knowing that you came from a corporate background and now you're kind of shifted to this really beautiful kind of creative space. And I can't wait to kind of dive into that and like explore what that has been like for you. Um, So thank you for joining me today. Thank you so much for having me. It's It's a pleasure to be on. So I'd love if we, as we're getting started, if you could just share a little bit of where you're recording from, what you have in front of you, setting the stage of kind of where you're at. Sure. I'm actually in my bedroom. I I felt called to step out of my office space for this conversation and kind of be in a little bit more of a, a down to earth space. And so I'm actually sitting on my bed. And I just lit a candle and I have all of my plants around me and some natural light. And yeah, I'm also feeling very Zen and uh, in a creative space. I love that. I love how we're both kind of in this, like, I don't know, like you're on your bed and all kind of like, I feel like that's kind of a cozy vibe and I feel, I'm feeling very cozy today too. So I love yeah. it. <laughs> 
Awesome. So I'd love if you could just share a little bit of your story. You came from a corporate background. What was that like for you? And then what did you have to reclaim to step into this work that you're doing now? And and what was that journey like for you? Yeah, happy to. So going a little bit farther back, um, back to when I was choosing what to study, you know, coming out of high school and feeling like many of us do of what's my true purpose. Right. And Mm -hmm. I was really always an artistic kid and photography and drawing was something I was in love with. And so I actually started in fine arts for a very short period of time after being, you know, really, you know, taken aback by all of this starving artist rhetoric and, you know, feeling all the pressure to be successful in a traditional definition of what success means. And so I, I decided to shift gears and I went to study landscape architecture and business instead, which wasn't so far off for me. You know, I, I get to work with plants. I get to be a designer. I'm very, you know, called to those things as well. But it was a big shift away from the freedom that art kind of gave me before. Hmm. And so after graduating, I um, moved to the West Coast. I'm originally from the East Coast, um, upstate New York. And I started what I really thought at the time was my dream job. It was a high profile design firm working all over the world and, you know, really being able to dive into that place of, of striving and thriving and, and trying to navigate, you know, the corporate, the corporate space. And, For me, a lot of it came naturally in terms of leadership and management, which was kind of unfortunate in the path that it pushed me towards, which was so far away from being an artist and so far away from being a designer. And it really led me to the place of like answering emails all day long and, um, you know, selling and presenting design ideas to these uh, really affluent clients and just feeling really stuck and burnt out and unhappy. And there were some things um, within the firm as well that I wasn't really pleased with. And it just, it didn't really give me that feeling of impact that I had wanted when I chose the, you know, profession. And I just, I knew my lifestyle needed to change as well. I was working crazy hours and I was just totally burnt out, to be honest. And so I I knew I had to really make a change. And so in order to do that, I kind of dedicated a year of just going inward and trying to figure out what is what is my real my real purpose. And it all kind of led back to being an artist. And throughout that process, I really dove back into my love for the wellness field and Uh, breath work and meditation and movement and really started to explore all of these different modalities and got to see how it really impacted my life. And the ones that really stood out, I started to kind of latch onto and then study and become certified in. And that's kind of how I, I made my way into my, my new business that I um, now can offer this service to other people. And it really all did start with just dedicating time within and then also time back to my arts practice that really led me to to jumping off the cliff and quitting my job. And I I traveled around for a few months 
in nature and really cultivated and curated my offerings and my arts practice and then kind of emerged again back into the world and um, and now getting to engage with people in such a different way and see the impact of my service and my um, expression really firsthand now and mm. it's it's been really beautiful yeah yeah I love that I find it so interesting how the arts in general connects so deeply to I think healing and mm-hmm. in things like like breath work and and so on because I don't know I was I'm currently one of the books I'm reading is it's called existential kink and in the, mm-hmm. in the book one of the things it talks about is how in art and when you really embrace like the artistic mindset we it's it's a perspective of wholeness right where all kind of all parts are welcome and i'm it's something that just as you were talking came to mind for me is just this interesting correlation how art artists really do gravitate as well towards this different kind of healing as well through art and it sounds like that's kind of what you've come to is this really beautiful meshing of your art forms in, in so many different ways and that creative expression, which lends itself to wholeness, to healing, to showing in the, up in the world in a really beautiful way. Um, does that resonate with you? Does that kind of land? Oh, it totally does. I, I love the way you put that. It's to me, it's art. Art is really f- just freedom. It Mm -hmm. feels like you are coming from a place of wholeness. And when you're able to express yourself and do creative pursuits, especially when it's not tied to a specific outcome, I I feel like it's one of the most freeing experiences that you can have, which then of course lends itself to healing some of those wounds or those, you know, programmed elements within yourself that you're trying to work through. I mean, I've certainly done that through my work some of my shadows I'll explore through photography and see, Mm. you know, bring them to light, right. And look at them and um, expose yourself to it. And then it can really transform your viewpoint of that, that topic. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. I love that so much. It's, it's so interesting just how in the world, when we are moving through it, we, we don't always recognize those shadows, but I think, yeah, just art brings it out in a very natural way. Mm-hmm. it's it's all just kind of welcome so it's really neat I love it so I know when we were kind of in the initial phases of establishing this conversation you had shared the topic of reclaiming passion and finding flow and before we dive into kind of like steps or anything like that what does that topic mean to you so reclaiming passion and finding flow mm-hmm. why did you gravitate towards that title yeah, I, I think it really just resonates with my my journey over the past few years of raising your self-worth to a place where you you know you deserve to follow your passion. And it's passion mm-hmm. for me is really allowing yourself to be expressive and to trust mm-hmm. that if you follow those threads in life that you're drawn to and you show up authentically that everything will come to you. And so it's it's definitely about surrendering into flow and really with a note on self-worth, I think that was a big theme for me over the 
past few years of calling yourself an artist and changing your trajectory, you know, kind of throwing, I don't want to say throwing away a career, but kind of throwing away a career and saying, I, I deserve to live a life that feels good. I deserve mm. to share my work with others. I deserve to be in service. And um, that comes down to really tapping into that, that self-worth. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I'm curious what, when you speak to self-worth and you speak to finding flow, what were the main catalysts for you on the journey? Did you have any coaches or mentors as you were kind of discovering this path for yourself? Yeah, definitely. A lot of this work of going inward and kind of building your self-worth has a lot to do with shadow work, with inner child work. I follow Lacey Phillips' manifestation mm-hmm. work for this and love love what she's doing with those workshops. I felt that to be super helpful. But on top of that is really just more of a self-guided intuitive practice of diving deeply into meditation and connecting to that inner guidance, which then builds that trust of, you know, the universe of yourself. And through that trust is where I feel like a lot of the self-worth can come into play. Yeah, definitely. Totally. And I'm curious. So for folks who are interested in this passion and for finding flow for themselves, what, what do you kind of recommend as people are starting to, to notice these things for themselves? If they're in a job and they're like, ah, I need to find my art form again. And, and whether that's actual like traditional art, or if that is the art, like they're a different type of work that is, is like, I know a lot of folks, their work is their art form, whether that's, I know this past week, it was actually really beautiful. I went, my husband and I went on like a mini vacation and we went to this little diner and we bought, this this is a little side story, but we bought these, this pastry. And we were told you can't heat this pastry up because, you know, it'll, it'll harm the, the pastry, just eat it as it is. It came out of the oven an hour ago. And just the way that it was presented to me. I was like, Oh, this is, this is her art form. Mm -hmm. Like this is how she's working in this diner. She's, you know, crafting these pastries and that's her art form. So for anybody who's in a position where they're like, Oh, I need to come back to my art form, whatever that may be. How do you notice that it's time to make that change? Yeah, that's a great question. So and I love that example of the pastries. I mean, art is so, so broad in my mind of, yeah. you know, and, and more just about finding your passion and really feeling like you should, should go for it. And in order to kind of pinpoint when that transition needs to happen, it usually comes with like a low point in life, right? You know, rock bottom mm-hmm. of sorts where you're just feeling like stuck in life or not excited to go to work, you know, feeling like there's something more. Um, Mm. And so what I always, two questions I have people pose to themselves are, what do you stay up at night researching and reading about, learning about? And what would you do for free because you love it so much? Mm, And and take those two things and write a list of all the things that you love or things that come to mind and then start trying them. It's a process. You know, you don't, wake up the next day and say, Oh, actually, yeah, I remember I should just be a photographer. It was a whole year of journaling of testing. You know, I, I 
started a small graphic design firm and failed, hated it. <laughs> it's like, this, <laughs> you know, like you have to try and fail. I got super into human design and I was doing readings for my friends and I was just like, Oh, actually I don't want to do this for other people. I like to do it for myself. And mm. so it, it really is about getting over that fear of failure, especially if you're someone who thinks they might want to be an entrepreneur, you must fail. You need to know that it's a stepping stone and that mm. risks are um, inherent in the process. And yeah. once you can kind of like get through the, a couple of them, you realize how much easier it is to find that flow. Yeah. And so it's, yeah, it's all about trying and then, and then just holding on to the moments in life where you feel like you're in a river and you're moving along and you kind of forget hours in the day and you're just kind of in the zone. And that's mm. what being in flow feels like. Record what you're doing during that time. That means that it's something that you truly love. It's coming from your heart. And it's also complemented by an inherent skill set, a talent that you then can pursue even more. So just pay attention to that. So this is a kind of a random question from that out of everything you just said, but I'm curious, what is your human design? Oh yeah. I'm a five, one projector. Okay, cool. 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 Do you, do you know yours? Yeah. I'm a manifesting generator. I'm a three, five. So oh. we've got the five in common. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Totally see that. And all the beautiful energy coming from the manifesting generator as well. You, I got love it. it. <laughs> <laughs> so good. So good. And I'm trying to remember, I always get the three and the five mixed up, but is the five, the kind of trial and error? Three is a trial. Three is a trial and error energy. Okay. Well, when you're, when you're speaking to that, that's what came up for me. And that's why I was curious about it. I know that's something I've had to become so like okay with, because I know for a long time, I, you know, I just, I was more of in that like perfectionist energy and I've shifted a lot from that, but it is that recognition of failure is okay. And nothing is actually ever failure. At least that's where I'm at now is nothing is ever really failure. It's all just learning. And what information can I take from the experiences that I'm having and where can I um, just continue on from that and build upon the spaces that were difficult or that I, I didn't end up, you know, things, things didn't end up the way that I thought they would. And um, just kind of like continuing to move on from that. So I really love that you touched on that because failure, I think is one of my, one of my favorite topics. It's always just interesting to see how we label different things as failure, even though it's a stepping stone and it's, it's all learning. Yeah. It's a block in moving forward, right? It's, it's mm-hmm. blocking you from manifesting that next step in your life. And, you know, it's once you can get over that fear, I mean, fear is a crippling um, place mm, to be yeah. in. If you can get out of the fear, then you're going to be so freed from that situation. And so much more can come to you because you kind of elevated past that block. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It becomes play. Everything becomes a bit more playful. Yeah. Mm, I love that. And that kind of leads back to that flow when you can experience the world with a bit more play that also lends itself to, to flowing and, and following the, the little nudges along the way, which is really cool. I love that. So I'm curious. So what you shared previously was just kind of making this list of things that folks can make as they're noticing what they would stay up essentially all night and what they would do for free and all of those different pieces. And I feel like that relates to flow, but it also relates to 
discovering what your passion is. But I'd love to hear a little bit as well. I, I'm reading a little bit from your notes here that you've shared, but I'd love to hear a little bit about what it looked like to get out of a job that is not serving you and how, I know you've already spoken to it a little bit, but like, what was that journey like in kind of more detail? And what do you recommend for folks, especially as you work with people through breath work, through art? How do you support people who are maybe navigating something like that? Yeah, it's, it's a big one. And so when you kind of have that realization that you're in a, in a job, a relationship, a situation that you need to get out of, first of all, congratulations for realizing it. Self-awareness is the first step and can be Mm -hmm. a hard point to get to because often it'll take a big slap in the face uh, or something, you know, to really make you aware that this is unhealthy. This is not working. Um, For me at the job I was working at, it was, you know, on my fifth, I think, yeah, my fifth review, fifth year review in, I've been really praised for a lot of the work that I've been doing. And I was coming in really expecting a raise. And instead I was told that I'm hitting a glass ceiling Hmm. and it was just so wild to hear. And, um, you know, being that young in the profession still, although moving quickly, just, I couldn't believe that was said to me. And that was kind of that wake up call that I needed to get out. Granted, I didn't get out till 11 months later. Right. So it's, you have to sometimes, especially when you're looking to transition into being your own, you know, owning your own business, you do need to plan a little bit. Mm-hmm. Right. So the first step is, okay, you, you have the awareness, you have the big moment, you understand this is not serving me. If it's not an abusive situation or it's not harming you, now you can start to make steps to transition out of it. And yeah. that really just takes some saving. Right. So I just got serious. I started saving lots of money, preparing to leave, knowing that having a break is going to be very healthy, especially when um, looking to make a big life transition, a career change, a relationship change. I am such a big fan of taking time off. You know, think about your lives. You you graduate college and you might work for the next 30 years straight, you know, without having months of time off. So I, I encourage people going through big transitions, if they can save some money, you know, it really doesn't take that much money to take a few months off, especially if you kind of can be careful about it. So that's one really important tip. And then while you're in this transition phase, it's all about trying. So it's like, let's get playful. Like we were talking about, let's find flow. You know, now that you know, you're, you're going to shift something major in your life, get creative with it and really start to try out those different options that that you have in front of you. And if you're able to do some of this while you have your time off, it's even more beautiful. And I think stepping away from a place too, like if you can travel and get out of your space, it's very helpful when you're trying to cultivate, to manifest. Yeah. And so it's, it's really just about um, going inward and planning, right? Mm. So that's kind of the two big um, themes that happen for me and, and going inward for me and how I support people through challenges, anxiety, um, transitions is through breath work, um, coaching and sessions and meditation, which is really helpful to deal with stress and anxiety, especially if you're dealing with the end of a job situation, 
you know, I can recall going into these big meetings and, you know, having a panic attack in the bathroom, you know, having these really high stress, high anxiety moments and learning through breath work, a couple of really great tips to be able to calm your nervous system, reduce the stress, get you prepared. And so I work with a lot of people in those kind of spaces with breathwork and meditation as tools to really deal with the present high intensity moments. And on the other end of the spectrum, go in deeper, find that inner guidance, learn to trust yourself, kind of find those inner threads of things to follow which I think really does come from that inner awareness, not from external factors. So they're the kind of two ends of how I can work with people through breath work. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. When you were on your journey, I'm curious, just like, what was the most difficult part of your like reclamation journey? Like as you were kind of reclaiming your career and your, your passion. Mm, Such a good question. There are so many challenges. I think The biggest thing for me was realizing, okay, I need to leave this job. I feel unfulfilled in this field and I feel lost, like Mm -hmm. being lost and not understanding exactly what my passion and how to turn my art into a business or even that I should pursue art in the first place really was a very low point, really challenging place to be. Um, And it took months of, again, like going inward and journaling and trying to start to even just get the inspiration and the confidence and the self-worth up to really, you know, go after it and, and, and kind of transform into a new place. But yeah, being lost, I think is, feels really scary to be in that space. Yeah, 100%. Well, and it's interesting too, because like, I know earlier on, you had mentioned those like initial messages when you were in, I think you said it was like high school or something like that around starving artists, or maybe it was when you were in college, the starving artist kind of mentality. And I think for a lot of people, it can be especially like, it can be really terrifying if you know you're in a position that you don't want to be in and you want to run your own business or you want to pursue your art or, or something like that. Like I know some people really love the corporate sphere. It's just so it's more so to switching jobs, but for folks who are pursuing um, their own business, there's a lot of narratives around that and it can be really terrifying and it can feel very like lost in the wilderness kind of thing where also you're trying to reclaim your own voice because in in a lot of corporate situations it's discouraged to a certain extent to hear yourself and you do have to diminish some of those internal pieces in order to fulfill your job to the capacity a lot of corporate jobs require yeah that's that's a a lot of a lot of stuff and I'm curious how do you when you're working with clients it's really beautiful I love talking to this because it sounds like in some in some ways your framework is very similar to some of what my framework is with working with clients and so I'm curious as you're working with clients and hearing themselves because you've talked a lot about going inward to mm-hmm. be able to discover a lot of these things and to be able to peel back those narratives. What is that process like for your clients? And what was that process like for you to actually hear yourself again and to trust yourself again? Yeah, great question. So I'll start with me. So for me, my experience was getting quiet and slowing down the, the momentum of life. I think I was mm-hmm. at a point where, you know, when you're on a similar trajectory in a space of working the same job, same friends, same relationship, all of that, it feels like it's moving really quickly. 
and you don't have a lot of like stopping power <laughs> to, yeah. to say, okay, hold on here. Like we need to change directions. So the first piece was slowing that momentum down and building in a rigorous meditation practice. And I say rigorous because it was hard for me <laughs> to do it. I yeah. first got in, into meditation. It was, I think the book was called stress less accomplish more. So it's like totally, a. a from a viewpoint of being like a, a very high achieving person. So it wasn't mm-hmm. even really from the other spirituality kind of lens that now I, I incorporate more, but yeah, it was really about for me, the first step was finding 15 minutes twice a day where I forced myself to sit quietly and yeah, it was hard. 15 minutes felt like an eternity and my mind would continue to go, but there was something about, that routine that after a few weeks you start to allow that mind to rest and you start to feel more. So a lot of my work really stems from this notion of embodiment, which just means you're, you're fully connected and your, your um, awareness is within it's in your body and the intelligence that exists within your body, which also is very much tied to your subconscious was a really powerful connection And so for me, along with the meditation, developing the breath work practices alongside of that was another form of kind of active meditation in a way Mm -hmm. where the, the brain again was encouraged to rest and really allowed that, that inner voice to become stronger. And so it was just come through slowly. And the first way for me because it's really hard to kind of listen to it as a, like a voice in your head, because you're not sure which voice it is, right? Is, is this my ego? Is this the truth? Is this my soul? Like, is this spirit? It's, it's really hard to decipher when you're in the beginning process of that. And so for me, the best way was to just journal free, write, Like meditate and then free, write For five minutes. And then you can kind of read back and start to see patterns and start to then connect closer and closer to that intuition that everybody has. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. And so I, I help people through sessions um, to get closer to that intuition, kind of sparking that connection through guided meditations where I, I lead people through sessions as well as through the whole building of a breathwork practice. So one of the programs that I offer is actually just a way to build in mindfulness techniques into your life based on a set of goals that exist for uh, each individual, right? So it could be, I want to focus, I want to be more creative, and I want less stress. Or it could be, I want to connect to my inner awareness, I want to trust myself, and I want to release emotion. So it's, it's hard to speak to everything because every client I have is so different and my work is, is one-on-one. And so mm-hmm. those are just some examples of, of things I can help people through. Yeah, totally. That's really cool. Hey, hey, it's Megan here. We'll get right back into today's conversation. But before we do, I'm here to let you know just a little bit about my life coaching and creative consulting. As a coach, I work with creatives, misfits, and holy outsiders who often feel trapped in overwhelm, overgiving, and fear, but who also have a passion for doing something meaningful in the world. These folks are ready to hand back their past programming and rise as the leader of their own life. If this sounds like you, and you are so ready to start your own reclamation journey, let's chat. 
I invite you to book a free consultation with me at my website, megscolleen.com. That's M-E-G-S-C-O-L-L-E-E-N.com. Now let's dive back into today's conversation. I'm curious because we've talked quite a bit then about the breath work and stuff. So how does your art play into your work? Because I know even when I went to your website, I'm just like curious because I love how you do have this beautiful kind of integration, it seems, of mindfulness and breath work and such and your art. How does that play out in your business and how is how do you balance that? Yeah, it's a great question. We've only really talked about like one half of my business, um, which is great. I, I love I love working with people that way. But the other piece is a bit more visual, heavy, artistic side, which is that I'm a working artist. I show my work at galleries. I sell art prints on my website. In addition to that, I offer embodiment intuitive photo shoots. Um, for people to experience the process of nature immersion, breath work, embodiment movement, and art creation. And so this is like my very expressive in-person experiences that I offer where I can give you a little snapshot of you because people are like, well, what does that mean? You know, it's a very unique thing. <laughs> so yeah, it's like, what is that? So I'll take you through like a quick snapshot of what it would look like. So it starts with meeting at a place in nature. I only shoot outdoors with natural light. It's a very like grounded experience. And we start at a trailhead or wherever the kind of nature spot is. And we set an intention for whatever the person is trying to work on or um, express or share. I often work with people who want to, kind of get more in touch with their their body or work on their body image. Um, I also work with small businesses wanting to really express their true essence and in a really authentic way and not a posy staged way. Mm-hmm. Um, so we set that intention. We take a uh, med- meditative walk in silence to a special place where we'll set up to shoot And before we shoot, we do a little bit of embodiment movement, followed by a short breathwork session. And that really allows people to become present and to feel into their bodies and to really start to connect to that inner light within them. And also there are a couple of breathwork techniques that I love that really heighten your creativity and kind of get your energy up and get you really set to be photographed, which is really fun. And then we go through some custom styling. I often will forage for pieces and natural elements around to kind of set these different scenes and uh, go through a couple of very mindful setups and shoots. And it's very intuitive and kind of just flows, like finding flow, right? It's just a very collaborative experience that we just kind of allow it to happen. And then at the end, you know, we kind of close the circle, we ground again, and I deliver a a digital gallery um, following the shoot. So it's kind of, it's it's more than just about the, the final product it's all it's very much about the experience of learning to be in your body to be cradled by nature and then to have this piece of art that represents that experience for you yeah that's so cool I love how you like I've never heard of an offering quite like that before so I think it's just really interesting and beautiful kind of how you have meshed that into your offerings like having all of these different parts of 
of your creativity in it and providing that for people. That's really, really neat. Yeah. Really cool. I love that. Thank you. Yeah. I, I love working with people in that way. It's, it's so empowering. And a funny story is that this actually was inspired by me making art for me. And I was uh, working with these models and I'd get these, this feedback saying how they felt like this experience was therapy and they were just getting all this really like amazing emotional release and just excitement and just loving the experience. And I was like, wow, that's interesting. You know, these models work with all these photographers, like there probably is something different happening here. And so I, I kind of followed that thread again. I, I, I followed that flow and I, I created something totally unique out of it. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. I was going to say, it sounds like it's kind of connecting to those pieces you were sharing earlier about following those threads, about like finding the flow and, and noticing kind of your innate giftings and how you're moving through the world and creating something completely unique from that. I think that's something that is really interesting too, if, as we were talking about people maybe moving from one job into a passion or, or a, a business that they want to start. Sometimes I feel like people feel a little bit overwhelmed by it because also we see these kind of niched down interpretations of what our business can look like. Or we see, okay, like this is how everyone else in photography does things, or this is how everyone else in coaching does things or, you know, whatever the field may be. And then we're like, oh, okay, so I need to try and create a business like that. And it's like, well, actually, what if we expand that a little bit? There's actually so much more that's possible. And as you're in that space of discovering your flow and discovering what you would do just on your own, you created this beautiful offering. And I feel like that's such a really beautiful mirror of like how people actually can follow that passion and follow that flow. Very, very cool. I love that. Yeah. Thank you. I, I totally agree. It's like, sometimes you got to put the blinders on, you know, it's like, mm. you can look at so many examples of things, but when I put out a new offering, I intentionally do not look up other offerings like it to make sure I'm kind of just like in my own zone. Yeah, You know, it's, it's, it's a hard balance. Of course you kind of like are clued into what other people are doing, but yeah, I, I like the way you put it. It's kind of like, you gotta separate a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. I know that's something recently as well. I've been ha um, establishing better boundaries for myself on Instagram. Most of June, I kind of popped off Instagram. And since then I've had some more strict boundaries for myself with social media in general, just deleting a lot of the apps from my phone and only checking certain times of the week. And even that has been so beneficial for my creativity and how I'm showing up in my business and in my life, because the blinders are up in a way where I I'm so much more mindful of where I'm putting my energy and I'm able to invest it in myself and I'm able to turn inward without all the noise. And I think it just day to day, that can be really beautiful and in the midst of larger transitions. Yeah, very cool. Is there anything else kind of around that that came up for you kind of while you were talking about any of that? Yeah, I mean, I think that's beautiful. You're able to kind of set boundaries with social media. I think that's a great, piece of advice for anybody, especially if you are in the zone of crafting something new, um, mm -hmm. to really go for that. I can say just being a hundred percent honest here, I, I probably need to do that more with social media, more just of like a, a boundary around the time. Cause I think it can be a real, uh, energy uh suck in a way it's totally <laughs> and like as an artist I kind of I feel very tied to Instagram in particular mm -hmm. but I I know that 
any person who's a creative, a creator, a entrepreneur, you know, working in their passion needs moments of solitude, of rest, of going inward to find that balance to create because you can't create from a place of chaos, a place of um, distraction. And so I can relate to needing to kind of step away and um, I'm going to hopefully take a few cues from you and maybe add a few more boundaries to my Instagram as well. (laughs) Well, I wish you the best of of luck with it. It really, honestly, it was a really refreshing, refreshing choice. It wasn't easy because it does another narrative that I've had to unhook from is you have to have you know, social media presence in order to have a successful business, which is absolutely not true because mm-hmm. there are many examples of people that do not have social media and who have incredible businesses. But that was a narrative that I really had to unhook from. And it was really beautiful too, because it gave me the experience of attracting abundance and new clients without Instagram during that month. Um, so that was kind of just an exciting experiment, I guess, too. comes back to that like failure and play kind of conversation, mm-hmm. finding the flow, going with all of that. So <laughs> yeah, exactly. I love it. So you've already shared a number of empowering practices and tips. We've talked a lot about how you work with clients and such, um, which has been really beautiful, but I'm curious, what are your three empowering tips for today's conversation? Sure. I'd love to share a few. The first one I think is just so important and so central to us being human is a practice of grounding or earthing is another term for it. It's really simple, but it's very powerful. And what it does is it actually connects your body through an electrical charge to the earth that actually scientifically helps cells connect to each other in your body. And so it's beyond just this kind of like, Yes, connect to earth, like feel it. There's a lot of scientific research out right now about it. And it's, it's pretty beautiful to learn, you know, it can do all sorts of things for your body from reducing inflammation and pain to improving uh, stress levels and blood flow. And I just find it to be a really um, important thing, especially if you're, if you're kind of in that situation, like we talked about before, where life is happening too fast and you kind of get carried away and you want to stop the momentum, this is another good one for that. And so all it entails is to go outside anywhere. Um, It doesn't have to be in a forest. It can be literally anywhere. But the important thing is to take off your shoes because um, rubber soles will, will not allow the charge to go through your feet. Um, so just take off your shoes, stand in the grass or the dirt, or even on pavement and just stand there for a few minutes. It could be one minute. And what I love to do is to just close my eyes for a second and take a few deep breaths and turn on my other senses. So maybe you'll start to listen to the birds or you'll kind of smell whatever's flowering in front of you and just really connect to nature beyond just the sight of it. And Mm. that quick little practice can do wonders. Yeah. Yeah. That's so good. And another one more in the creative vein that I love to do, and this is for everybody, not just for artists. And it's, it's really helpful for creative blocks um, or to just get out of your head. And it's a really freeing thing. And so it's called blind contour drawings. 
And all it, all it takes is for you to just find an example of something you want to draw. It could be a plant in front of you. It could be your dog. It could be your friend, anything that you can see. And then you have a piece of paper and a pen and you just look at the object or the person while you draw um, on the page next to you without looking. And the contour aspect to it is that you just don't lift your drawing utensil at all. So it's all one line and they're so fun. They all look kind of similar. They're squiggly and, you know, the eyebrows might be off the page and the hair could be over here, but there's this character to them. That's just actually really beautiful and super creative and it takes no time at all. And it's a great, a, a great thing to do, even if you're, you know, in a meeting and you're, it's not really pertinent to you just draw like without looking, just draw the person speaking, take a look at it. It's just a little like trigger for your brain to kind of engage the right brain a bit more and to just let go a bit. And, um, that's a fun one I love to do. Yeah. That's so interesting. I think I like, I feel like I did something like that back in elementary school or something, you know, I don't know. So like way back and I just, I feel like I remember it being exactly how you described too, where, you know, like different pieces end up being in different places, but I'd never thought of that as just being like a, it's a really good way to kind of get out of your head too, I imagine. And yeah, just engage different parts of your brain. And that's really cool. I hadn't, I feel like I haven't thought about that practice probably since, I don't know, grade school. So I love that. (laughs) I'm glad I'm bringing you back. You're bringing it back down, you know, sometimes (laughs) You need to invite that like inner child out. You need to yeah. invite that play. You know, to be an artist, a typical artist, if you will, to um, to do that. So yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, so one more, and I'll invite you to maybe do this with me because it's very quick and it's a, yeah. a breath work technique, and it's something I've kind of developed for myself um, in times of feeling disconnected, feeling too high of energy, you know, maybe when you're like, oh my gosh, there's so much going on. Even if it's all good stuff, it feels like you're elevating outside of your body. So I just call it, it's a heart opening breath work technique. And it's very simple. And all you do is you place both of your hands flat over your heart and you just feel it for a second, feel that space, feel the connection between your hands and your body. The connect there and a little bit of heart coherence. And then you take a deep inhale through your nose. And then you take a big sigh out your mouth, audible. And then let's do that again, a deep inhale in. Big sigh out the mouth. And on this next inhale, think of something you want to let go of from your body, your life. And as you exhale, release it. And one more, just like that. And then just sit with yourself for a second. Notice if anything shifted, if you feel more connected to your body. I always feel more grounded when I do that. And it's something you can do three times, 10 times. And I always love that invitation of release during this, of something you want to let go of as you're being present with yourself. 
to help uh, unblock some of the things that might be happening in your body or mentally that you've been holding on to. It's just a, a good reminder to kind of let that go. Yeah, 100%. I love that. I love, I don't think I've ever done, had someone actually lead a breathwork practice on the podcast before. So that's really beautiful to, to have that on here. Thank you for leading us in that. We're wonderful. Happy to. <sighs> well, I feel a little bit refreshed after that too. It's very nice Good. to take a little pause. <laughs> <laughs> and those are just so beautiful, like all three of those empowering tips, and as well as the other things you've shared today. It's just such a beautiful kind of reconnection to, to self and to what we deeply desire for our lives. It's kind of what I'm pulling away from it anyways. Um, but before we move into wrap up questions as well, is there anything else you feel like we didn't cover or that you just like it's just sitting on your heart that you feel like you want to share. The one thing that I'm getting intuitively in this moment is just a reminder to someone out there who needs to hear it's okay to trust yourself and to mm-hmm. just keep hold that and tell yourself that every single day you trust yourself and and it will come to be true. Yeah. Yeah, I love that. And I know on my own my own journey, that was one of the most powerful transformations that I had for myself was realizing that I could trust myself. And I think with the world that we live in today, that message is, it's kind of, it's, it's kind of stolen from us. I don't know. That's the word that's coming up for me anyways, is we're just taught so much to look outside of ourselves for the answers and our body is so wise. And that's another thing that I'm kind of pulling from this conversation as well, as I feel like you've spoken a lot to just the wisdom of trusting yourself and of of recognizing that our bodies have a lot more wisdom than we realize uh, when we quiet things down and listen in. Absolutely. Hmm. So good. So then you, you probably already hit on this today, but what is one way you slow down amidst our busy world? Beyond what I've already shared, one thing I love to do is, especially if I'm getting really frustrated with something, I, I take my dog and I just go outside and Mm. I spend some time with him and I walk in nature, um, really anything to just change the situation, like change whatever room you're in. If you can, if you can't go outside, I love to just be like, okay, like I did for this call. I'm like my, my, I was doing website development before this call. I was like, this is frustrating me. I'm going to (laughs) change. (laughs) And I couldn't go outside in between. So I'm just like, I'm just going to move locations, change the energy of um, the situation, take a deep breath. And then it's like totally new space. So it's kind of one way to just like get yourself out of it. (laughs) Yeah, definitely. It's a very different energy to be doing like web development versus like having a conversation about breath work and (laughs) grounding. Exactly. <laughs> uh, I also love, I don't think, a, a, I don't think people have mentioned this before, but it's something that I actually really admire and, and something that I love in my own life. And that's kind of regulating alongside pets and allowing pets to be um, a companion to grounding. So I love that you mentioned like taking your dog for a walk. Cause I feel like for me, my dog, like sometimes when I need to just switch gears, um, he's a great way to just really just help me do that by giving him some snuggles, some kisses. It's amazing how pets can help us to reground ourselves just by kind of co-regulating essentially with the the pet. So that's yeah, cool. 
totally. I, I'm such a big pet lover, so I, I totally agree. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. And then who are a couple humans you deeply admire or folks you're currently learning from? Yeah, the first one that comes to mind is Yan Palmer. Um, she's actually in Utah. She's an artist, a photographer, just an all-around super incredible person. She, what I really admire about her is that she shows up so authentically in all of the platforms that she's present on, and she offers really unique things as well. She, she has this um, thing called the Naked Marketing School. And it's all for non-icky ways for artists to market. And um, it just, I just love kind of how her experience reads through that. And I'm learning from her a bit now. And I just find her to be one of those people I, I see come across my screen and just feel really good about it. Mm, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm also been really clued into Jazz the Moon Mother. Not sure okay. Yeah. Right. Yeah. She's the one who's. She was really known for human design. She's like really evolved recently in the business world and just all things like soul purpose and lots of conversation around money and energy flow and just I find her to be really calming to listen to. She she ha- does a lot of lives and also has a podcast and. Um, mm. Just another really authentic human I love tuning into. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. That's awesome. I, yeah, I've heard of jazz. I have not heard of, what was the, the name of the other person again? Yan Palmer. Yan Palmer. I have not heard of, heard of her before. So I'm excited to, to look her up because that sounds really fun. I always love when there's humans that just kind of give us that little, I don't know that there's just like a different energy of sorts that come from them. And I feel like I could sense that in how you talked about her. So I'm excited to, to look her up. So yeah, definitely. And then how can we find and support you online? Yeah, you can find all of my offerings, my prints, uh, my events. I also host retreats. We didn't get a chance to talk about that, but you can find all that info on my website at sterlingroseart.com. And you can also follow me on Instagram at sterlingroseart. And I'm pretty present on there. Although after this discussion, you know, maybe slightly less. No, I love it. That's awesome. So I'm sure folks will want to check that out and to check out your your artwork and your offerings. Um, I know I'm going to check it out again. I looked at it before and now I like want to look at it with fresh eyes, kind of hearing some of the story behind it. So thank you so much for, for sharing that and for sharing your story today, as well as the work that you are putting out into the world and the art that you're putting out into the world. And so, yeah, thank you so much for joining me today. Yeah. Thank you so much for having me. It was a beautiful discussion. I really appreciate all the wisdom you share as well. Well, Thank you so, so much. Thank you so much for joining me for this episode of the Reclamation Podcast. I hope it served you on your own reclamation journey and know that I am rooting for you all the way. If you are desiring support on your journey, head to megscolleen.com. That's M-E-G-S-C-O-L-L-E-E-N.com to learn more about me and my current coaching offerings and availability. If you want to learn more about the show guests, head to the show website, thereclamationpodcast.com. And last, but definitely not least, 
If you found value in the show, sharing this episode with friends and posting a quick review is always appreciated. As always, reclamation is yours.